0: right guys welcome back to the overachievers podcast i'm your host martin amini and today we have a very special guest uh the audience you guys all know him from the ice cream truck jokes you know him from the stand-up and you also know him as being my father give it up for mr fred amini (laughs) (laughs) wow yeah that was uh that was something (laughs) yeah yeah, I feel like at this point like you're you're you should be comfortable being on camera, right? After all these years. Oh yeah. You know, you've been around you've been around the show business. You've been you're you're not one to be shy of talking to people. That's what you do no. for a living. We well, kinda have the same job. I,
1: I'm shy, but n- not occasionally. Yeah. You know. I've been in TV six, seven times.
0: Who you know. k- who's keeping track of how many yeah. times, right? <laughs> I don't he know. He just has all his uh, wall all his newspaper like articles are like in our living room posted <laughs> on the wall, just to remind us. I'm the famous one in this family, not you.
1: <laughs> well, no other ice cream man's, I believe they've been in Washington Post two times mm-hmm. and channel four, channel five, seven, nine, uh I mean in two <laughs> TVs and at the same day.
0: <laughs> You know. Would you say that being <laughs> humble is a an Amini thing or a
1: Persian thing? Neither of them. It's my thing. You know, it's not a big deal. Yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah. having a son as a comedian is a big deal.
0: Yeah. You know? is it? Do you do you brag about me to all your?
1: Uh, oh yes. Persian friends. I always brag about you. What do you Since what do you, you are, you were born. What do you say to the people? I say. I got a son. You would not believe he lives in my house. <laughs> he doesn't pay rent. And he ordered me around.
0: That sounds like a really... He yells
1: at me. He sounds
0: like a cool comedian. God. You know, I'll tell you why I wanted to sit down with you today to do this episode. Um, well, one, uh, you're getting ready to go to Iran, I think, in next week?
1: Yeah.
0: My dad's going to Iran in a week. And for those who don't know, my dad goes to Iran every year for six months, yep. right? So this is going to be the last chance we get to talk uh, until you come back. And a second thing is, I feel very guilty from uh, this 2020 because this year was supposed to be the year where I tell my dad, I said, dad, don't worry, things are going good. My career started taking off. I'm selling tickets now. I make you know enough money to not just live on my own, but I can give back this year. And I really felt like that in January and February. And then March came, and, you know, you guys got to understand. I was living in L.A. I had my own show in Los Angeles at the Comedy Store. I had a show at the DC Improv. Things were going great. I said, Dad, you won't believe, because my dad was in Iran when this was all happening, and he came
1: back in March.
0: He flew back to America (laughs) in March, I think, 15th. Right, I yeah. think that we, I,
1: I had no, to I had to fly uh, come back earlier that I don't I was get stuck afraid that I yeah and you almost got start.
0: Start. I think you were yeah. in the last flight mm. and so my dad comes back we're in quarantine coronavirus is becoming a pandemic across the world and now I'm back in my dad's house <laughs> and I'm not selling any tickets I don't know what's gonna happen with my career and. It was a situation that I could have never expected to happen, but it happened, and then I just felt like, well, sorry, Dad, (laughs) I got I got to be here. But it was here's the thing. So, like when it all happened, I had a lot of I had a lot of trouble dealing with it because my pride and my ego was saying, well, you know, this was going to be the year. You're going to show everyone that. You made the right decision by sticking with comedy and going all the way. And, you know, people who doubted you, you're going to show them. And then I was like, Why are well, you
1: pointing at me when you say people n- doubted you? No, I, <laughs> I'm pointing at the camera. You are pointing at the camera, but you're pointing at me no, I, in the camera. No, no, you don't <laughs> doubt me.
0: I, you've been, if anything, you've been the most supportive person. But I wanted to be like, you know, uh, just show you like oh like things are gonna be fine because I know you as Believe a parent me, as a parent I
1: understand perfectly because same thing happened with me, just like yourself. I had lots of plan. I said I'm gonna uh, build up the apartment next to my house. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. And when I came, the business was shut down. All the games, all the special events, no money whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So. Believe me, that shows you how unpredictable the life is. So when you get, you know, uh, I don't know if I can say that on the camera or not. If you get cocky, you know, uh, and something like this happened, you come down and you become more humble and you say, okay.
0: Yeah, humbling is a good way to say this. We were humble, but this was like... The most humble. This is (laughs)
1: disaster. This was a
0: disaster. I mean, listen, it's not just me and you, it's my best friend also living with us. So it's three men one Iranian 65 year old, one half Bolivian Iranian, and then one Cameroon DJ. It's like you couldn't even make a movie like this. It was, it was a disaster. Because <laughs> you guys got to remember, March and April were tense. It was we were scared. We didn't know what was going on. I mean, it's still scary, but not like before. And we, I was just like trying my best to just not go crazy. And um, it took up until September, till this month, where. I think this is the first time you got to see my new office, yeah, I didn't show you upstairs yet, but it's beautiful up like even way more beautiful upstairs, and you know, I finally got things to where it's not what it used to be, but it's getting closer to what it used to be for me i'm you know i'm I'm making some money now, not like before, but it's enough to like take care of everything. So I was just like stressed out. But I was like, damn, this happened. I just got this right when you're about to go back to uh, Iran. And was... I'm just like, man, like, what? If, you know, I wanted to f- at least be calm for a little bit and you get to see me happy. But I was like, well, I guess, you know, I figure before you go, you come see the office, do the podcast, get tell a couple stories to the people. Because, you know, now we have people watching from all across the country. They watch the comedy special Son of an Ice Cream Man, where a lot of the <laughs> jokes were about you. And a lot of the jokes went viral. And a lot of people know, people know Fred. Fred Amini is a very, that's a very popular popular name. I, I mean, I get messages saying, oh, I just saw your dad in my neighborhood. I, he, I bought ice cream yeah. from him." Yeah, and, and I'm like, yeah, I know. He, that's what he does, he sells ice cream. <laughs> my dad's, it's not a joke. It's a, all, all of this stuff is, is the truth. Yeah. So let's tell the people like, okay, like how long have you lived in America and what it, how old were you when you came to America? From like,
1: Iran? I was like 23 years old.
0: 23 years old? Yeah. And, uh, and when you came to America, did uh, you?
1: 1979. I got the last plane I, that flew out of Iran, it was, was Pan Am. <laughs> and when I came here. Why, I, why'd you
0: leave, though? What, what, what was going on in Iran?
1: Well, since I was five years old to begin with, I wanted to come to America. Even though my sister and my brothers are living in Germany, France, and Austria, the only place that I want to live was here. Nowhere else in war I would rather to live than here. I wouldn't go anywhere else. Why America? Because I was, since I was five years old, I was watching John Wayne movie, Wild Wild West. Mm-hmm. Um, who's John, a lot of people watching, they're, they're very young. <laughs> they, they don't know John Wayne. They if don't they know don't John- know John Wayne, they shouldn't, I shouldn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're telling somebody, basketball player, who is uh, Michael Jordan. Believe it or know? not, some people don't know Michael Jordan This, this uh, who are Yeah, that's, that's true. But, so it's, it's
0: LeBron James is the new guy.
1: <laughs> I know. And, he's, uh, and even LeBron James is old. Anyways, I used to watch those cowboy movies and uh, see the places so beautiful. I wanted to ride a horse and, uh, you know, go all those places. This explains it. everything, right, Bo? So, oh. anyways. Shout out to DJ Bo. So Bo's <laughs> listening like, wow. When I DJ's came here, you know, uh, I had two-month visa. But why did
0: you leave? I'm trying to get so the people know why you left
1: Iran. I wanted to come here. I wanted to come it, uh, and but live also, here. But also, it was a revolution. Yeah, revolution, <laughs> but that had nothing to do with me. I was enjoying myself. Yeah, but people were getting killed in the streets. Yeah, but not me. <laughs> it's, like, it's like here. You know, Corona is killing everybody, but we're sitting and talking and laughing. You know, yeah. it has nothing to do with us. Yeah, you but know? that's why you had to go, though. Not really. I wanted to come here because I wanted to live here. Oh, okay. You know? And uh, just as I said, you know, that was a dream to come and live here. Back then, America
0: was the place to be.
1: Yeah. Still, this is the place to be. In my opinion, Americans are the best people in the world Mm -hmm. by far. And uh, you know, I've been all over the world, I've been like 30, 40 different countries, and I talk to people. No other people like American. No matter, that's my opinion. Uh, everybody can say different things, but mm-hmm. that's my opinion. Like, are you
0: getting paid to say this for America? Mm. <laughs> this feels like a commercial, mm. on like... No, well, uh, this is is your citis- Is your citizenship being in mm. question right now? <laughs> and you have to, you have to say these no. things to like guarantee you'll be able to come back because you are going to Iran next week. So this would like, be a good way. If he's on YouTube, that
1: uh, America's immigration y- sees it. it's like, well, he did
0: speak highly of America, so you can come know, back. You know,
1: you know very well that uh, I've been selling ice cream for thirty-eight years. Thirty-eight and, years, wow! Uh, majority of my uh, customers are rich, and ninety percent Jewish. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, you know, the conflict between Jewish and Muslims and this and that. Sure. And you know how nice they are with me. Mm -hmm. And how appreciative I am with them, okay? Uh, So, this is something that uh, I seen firsthand. That uh, when I went, for instance, to Bene Israel, the way that they treat me... Which is a temple. Which is a temple, and they're Jewish, and... They love me so much that they don't care if I'm Muslim or Jewish or any other religion. They like me and they respect me and I respect them. Okay, that's why I say how good the American people. Uh, no other place in earth you would see some, something like this and mm-hmm. it's no joke, okay? Um, yeah, I,
0: I know. I know because I still see a lot of people when they, when they hear my jokes on stage and I say Potomac, Maryland, Fred, and then sometimes people come up to me after the shows like, is your dad Fred the Ice Cream Man that used to come to Seven Locks Swimming Pool? I go, yeah, that's my dad. Like, oh my God, your dad is the best. I've known him for this many years. He's come to all my birthday parties. I'm like, oh, that's really nice. I'm sorry, I have another show I have to go to. But it's like, I've gotten that so many times throughout the yeah. year, especially performing... Whenever I say Potomac or sometimes Bethesda, Uncle Phil and Bethesda, it's very funny how, like, depending <laughs> on where they are from, I say, oh, Bethesda, that's my uncle. Or Potomac, that's my dad. And yeah. it's, it's
1: really cool. So, uh, I had a two-month visa. I wanted to go back, and my sister said, don't come back, it's dangerous. So... I extended my tourist visa to three more months, and after five months, I said, "I want to come back." And said, "No, don't come back. It's very dangerous." I said, okay, I turned it to a student visa. I went to college, but instead of going to class, I was playing tennis and ping pong and volleyball <laughs> in college, <laughs> paying tuition but didn't go to any of the classes. Sounds like you would have been a comedian too <laughs> if you knew what a comedian was. Oh, I swear to God, I've uh, all since I was a kid. I wanted to become an actor but not a comedian of course yeah (laughs) can you tell (laughs) a movie star
0: yeah i mean what makes you interesting i mean if you want to tell the story i'll let you tell it if you're not then you know but because i remember growing up i'd see a picture of the house you grew up in in the house and it was like a a big big mansion with a water fountain in the front And uh, how many bedrooms was it?
1: About 20 bedrooms.
0: 20 bedrooms. My, my dad just grew up a lot differently than how I grew up. <laughs> and uh, his father, uh, my grandfather, was a very uh, prolific writer, started the first newspaper in Esfahan, one of the major cities in Iran, it had one of the biggest orphanages in the middle, uh, middle East. And so my father came from a background where he actually had good money like for coming to america there were Mm -hmm. money wasn't in like most. see most immigrants you hear i only came to america with ten dollars to my name and i made this and my dad was like well i came to america (laughs) (laughs) with a lot of money (laughs) i
1: came to america in 1979 with fifty thousand dollars and you could buy two of the house that we're living in Mm -hmm. Uh, our house was that time with twenty thousand dollars And I could buy two houses with that money. I spent it in nine months. I bought a BMW, 20 pair of suits, (laughs) 20 ties and shirts, and traveled all over the country. In nine months, (laughs) I uploaded $50,000, which was worth a million dollar of now. Uh, I could say, (laughs) you know, in nine months. Sounds like a comedian to me. (laughs) Then. I started working in a gas station for $3 an hour. <laughs> Six years later when I spent all, all my money. money. Yeah, but yeah. You, you got
0: more than $50,000. Oh, yeah. You, yeah. you spend I was, maybe...
1: They were sending me about $3,000 a month, which was, you know, the richest guy that I knew, uh, they were getting like $300 a month. Most of the people, my friends that are very rich now, right now, uh, they were working. Mm-hmm. They used to work to pay their tuition and always borrow money from me. Now, I was the only one that had a BMW yeah, yeah, in yeah. college and I had a boat and I had a house and I had uh, you know, movie cameras, everything. Just a typical Persian <laughs> young
0: man in America, you know? You got to have a BMW. You got to have the
1: jewelry, you but, know? Uh, as I told you, like, this corona thing, life is not predictable. And uh, I always said, well, I'm well, very well set for the rest of my life, money-wise. You, you weren't worried and about it. All of a sudden, they stopped sending money out of Iran. They cut it off. Completely. So, yeah. And the very first time, my one of my friends... Rolled over my BMW, destroyed it. So I don't have a car and I don't have any money. And so, damn, what am I gonna do now? <laughs> that's why, you know. A uh, few months later, whatever I have left, I spend it, and I start working in a gas station for three dollars, three eighty-five now Wow! <laughs> I was <laughs> you know. yeah talking to so, the bike. So uh, that's. How life is, you know, you cannot sit down. And How'd you deal say, with
0: like getting three thousand
1: a month and then going to get three eighty-five an hour? It was very, very, very hard, Humbling, especially, right? especially when I was uh, having a sandwich and I had to sit down on the curb uh, in the street in the gas station in the curb and eating my sandwich like a homeless person. It was really
0: degrading, oh, but uh, it's like the opposite story. Usually, people come here, they have no money, and they make lots of money. My dad yeah. had lots of money, <laughs> and then he lost everything and he became poor. But which
1: is uh, like a very the difference between you know, uh, me and lots of other people, the day that I work uh, started working in the gas station, I was thinking to buy the gas station. Mm-hmm. So that was the difference between me and all the other people that work for minimum wage or thinking, oh, from $3. Uh, I get to $5, I would be happy. Uh, From that $3 an hour, I was thinking that uh, I wanna make $1,000 a day. And this is 1983, Mm -hmm. you know, Uh, $1,000 a day, even to this day's standard is a lot, you know. Uh, So, when I bought my first truck, I said, not bad, I got, second third and three more the next year in two years i had six strikes and uh two three years later i had 12 trucks. Mm. and uh you know um uh, the money was no problem yeah. since then yeah and i could travel i could you know uh work only six months and travel the other six months
0: yeah i just think it's an interesting story <laughs> background you come from money you come here you lose it and then you start all <laughs> over again but it's like it's how you dealt with that situation yeah you know and then we ended up you know it affects like you know the kids when they see their dad growing up and they have their own business, driving an ice cream truck and working hard, it really, you know, it affects who they become. I think a lot of the stuff that I do is because you took me to work. You Mm -hmm. took me in the ice cream truck. I was selling ice cream as like a young kid, uh, you know, with my brother and sister and we all were on the ice cream truck since a young age. And I think, taking us to a soccer games in our ice cream, taking me to school in an ice cream, to the movies in an ice cream truck. I was like, damn, can we have any other cars except for ice cream truck? Like every car is an ice cream truck. It was, uh, it, was a defi- it was definitely like the most unique way to grow up. And like when I was a kid, I used to get so upset about it. But then when you become an adult and a comedian, yeah. you're like, well, thank God that happened because I have a lot of stories.
1: Yeah, t- I remember... Uh As you said, I used to go play soccer myself with the ice cream truck and after the game I used to go sell ice cream because the soccer field was right in the neighborhood that I used. And one time I didn't want to go to work because it was always Sunday and business are good on Sundays. So uh, one day I went with with my core, uh, which was, if you remember, it was uh, S500 Mercedes. Mm-hmm. And when I got out and went to soccer, I saw everybody looking at me. Everybody looking at Mercedes, and I said, "Is that your car?" I said, "Yeah. Why?" So wow. <laughs> <laughs> then they realized, because they always saw me with the ice cream truck, and you know, beat up ice cream truck, yeah. you know.
0: <laughs> show, show
1: them the Rolex. Show the camera the, show the camera the Rolex. Look at that. Is that the regular,
0: is that a regular ice cream man? No. That's, that's Fred Amini. S500 and Rolex and socks from Ross. <laughs> Did you see that joke I wrote? Yeah. Versace shirt, sure, Versace pants, but socks from Ross.
1: Yeah, one of my uh, Jewish customers saw me with the convertible mm-hmm. Mercedes. as I said, Fred, you shouldn't go around this, with this car showing to your customers. They're not going to buy ice cream from you. Yeah. <laughs> they think you're overcharging them. <laughs> That's true. If I saw my ice cream man in a convertible, I said, man, I'm going to another ice cream man. I'm getting ripped off. Anyways... Uh, it's a long
0: story. Yeah. No, I mean it's a great story. I mm-hmm. think it's a good it's a good American story because immigrants come to this country, they work hard, they get their own business, but it's not a lot of it's very difficult to do this uh, type of work. No, ice cream yes. tr- and, you're, and you're still doing it 38 years driving an ice cream truck. Uh, do you see yourself retiring or anything like that?
1: <laughs> uh, that was the retirement actually. I went to Costa Rica let me tell you it's a funny story uh, we went to uh, other town on one of those wave riding and on the way back there was 15 American engineers working for Intel mm-hmm. and when we were talking subject of uh, retirement came up and one of them said I'm gonna be retired in five years and I said but the other one says oh how could you afford it I can't be retired in 15 years. Everybody talk about retirement, that when they gonna retire. At that time, I was 35 years old. And the last person was me. And everybody looked at me, I said, you know, I either five years or maximum 10 years, I come out of retirement and I start to work. And everybody laughed. And it exactly happened. Five years later, when I turned 40, I start to work. <laughs> you know, because uh, selling ice cream for two hours a day for five, six months is not much of a work. Mm-hmm. So it's a retirement itself. Yeah. Just like now. Yeah. You know, I go to work like two, three hours a day, you know. If there's a special event, I'll do it <laughs> and come back. I'll work only hour and a half today. Yeah. You know? So but no. Uh, I'm gonna as long as I can get in the car and drive it, yeah. I'll be working. Yeah, one of my one
0: of my favorite things to about you that, that I see you when you work is uh you you're able to talk to everyone and when you talk to people, you're completely who you are. You don't change your because I don't know if you know this, but like when you work in an office, because I know you never worked in an office. No. When you work in an <laughs> office, people change the way they talk, their voice like, hey, how's it going? Or, uh, or like they, they change the way b- based on who they're talking to, they change the way they talk. Uh, I think with you, you've always been like you, who you are. Like I know for a fact, DJ Bo, I don't think he's met anyone like you before.
2: Nah, they, yeah, no, nah.
0: Like DJ Bo, like you you've <coughs> lived you've lived kind. at the house <laughs> and I don't know what you're, you know, what you how you feel about after all these time work, being around my dad, but what's your first thoughts when you think of my dad? Like what
2: what pops in your head? Um like you're genuine. I don't think you can help yourself with it. Which is like a great trait cuz like you said a lot of people like they wear a lot of masks, but I don't think you can do that. I don't think it's. I tell
1: you why to do it. You <laughs> see, as he said, lots of people uh, yeah. become uh, born rich, sure. right? Yeah. And they stay rich. Mm-hmm. Lots of people born poor and become rich. Those people uh, have something inside that they cannot hide it. It yeah. Always come up. All those, uh, you know, insecurity, uh, insecurity, and other mm. things. Okay. Uh, since we never thought anybody's higher than my father, okay, it was uh, by all the standards and everything that he ch- touched, it was the greatest. So we would not think of anybody bigger or better than ourselves. So when I came here and I didn't have money and I had to worked the lowest of lowest jobs, okay, uh, I realized that I'm one of the you know, lowest people, poorest mm-hmm. people, okay? Mm-hmm. Then I start to work, but I never lost of what I've been inside of me, even as a poor person.
2: Mm. You still have the so, confidence of a rich person.
1: Now, if I see a rich person, uh-huh. it doesn't impress me. If I see a poor person, doesn't affect me. I still treat them exactly the same, mm. depend of how they deserve to be treated. Right. If a rich guy comes and be, you know, and nasty to me, I just, you know, shoot him off. Same as any other person. Talking so to the mic, it's, to the mic. it's like, you know, you don't have to uh, put the difference between people.
0: Yeah. You know? No, I mean, that's a good point. I mean, uh, you know, that's why, like, for me, like, growing up where we in Silver Spring, right, it was very, like, Latinos, black people, but then going to sell ice cream in Potomac or going to school in Bethesda, mm-hmm. it teaches you, it taught me how to talk to different people. Yeah. Talk to all different types of people. And as a comedian, I think it helped me... Being able to make jokes when you want to make tell a joke or make people laugh, it's important that everyone understands the joke, even if they didn't grow up where you grew up or have the same Iranian dad and Bolivian mom. They understand what you're saying, and it, having being able to talk to everyone is very important. And um, yeah, it's been fun. It's been interesting watching DJ Bo interact with you, because I don't think like because <laughs> like our relationship is very like you know. You know, when you grow up with a dad like this, you, you know that's that's just my dad. I, I don't know; it's normal. But for other people, when they see you, yeah. they don't believe it. They no one said no one said no. Your dad's not. Your dad doesn't fight people and wear Versace and have a Rolex and drives an ice cream truck. And that's they, these are lies. You can't. And then they come, and then they meet you, and then like my dad's like, "Let's go play basketball," and then he's like, "All right." Five on five. These are the teams, and my dad's running up and down the court, pushing people, and you know what I mean. Or, or, I t- try to,
2: or like, try to like go punching, like. Punch for punch in the backyard, like that—that yeah. that was wild to me. Because most people <laughs> your age, they don't want to do anything real physical, and you're like, "Nah, put the gloves on." Yeah, the, go. The, the video of you and Bo boxing is one
0: of the best videos on YouTube. It's—you'll <laughs> never see a better video. If you go on YouTube right now, just yeah. type in uh, "backyard me, boxing." The only
1: meeting. time that I feel old is the time that I get in a fight with somebody, especially in Iran, and fight is. Something that happens every second of every single day. And they say, Look at your age. You should be embarrassed with your age. Then I realized that, man, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like a real fight? Yeah, yeah. This guy was, uh, we had a confliction driving and uh, they drive crazy. And I was going straight and this guy's coming push you away, and I wouldn't get pushed away, so we hit each other. And I start screaming and cursing and this and that, and I didn't pay any attention because my wife is scared the hell out of the fight. So the guy went by the red light, we stop, and he came out, coming toward me. When he came out, I really got pissed. I got my belt, I jump out. When he saw me jumping out, he was at least 20 years younger than me and he was a lot bigger than me. When he saw me, how he, I jumped out, running toward him, he said, You don't deserve anything better than this, and went to his car and drove off. <laughs> I followed him, I cut him off, I said, Come on out. I said, no. Get in your car. I don't <laughs> want to fight you. I said, what happened? <laughs> 10 minutes ago you wanted to beat me. And now you oh not want, don't want to come up. Anyway. When was this? It was last year. <laughs> <laughs> 6 months ago. Why are you getting out the car with the belt? <laughs> uh no, you know, I tried to ignore it, okay? <laughs> but uh, the guy wouldn't stop. And when he came out. <laughs> so. D-
0: Dad, I hate to tell you this, but I think you have an anger problem.
1: <laughs> well, I got. <laughs> I've been to, rage. I went to the anger management several times, and nobody believes because. I'm always happy, and I always make people happy. You know, try to be calm and make everybody calm. And when I say I'm, you know, I have a temper, nobody believes it. Well, we never, we never had dreamed of that. You would be that angry, or mm. let's ask DJ. Let's ask DJ Bo. <laughs> let's get
0: DJ Bo's opinion. Let's say pretend DJ Bo is a, a psychologist. Mm-hmm. You know, he got his uh, his degree and. Africa and he came to he came to America to do an analysis of furuz Amini aka yeah. Fred so dr DJ Bo, sure uh, what is your thoughts after living and spending over a f- I'd say not just a year
2: it's multiple years
0: multiple years
2: yeah. with uh, Fred Amini mr, mr. Farooz amini yeah as far as like Personality, personality,
0: personality. Just break them down to Mm. people who have never met Farouz. Okay. Tell the people personality what they need to know about him. What makes him upset? What to avoid? Things like that.
2: All right. So you, uh... he's very keen on. People paying attention to what he wears. Because <laughs> I, I feel like our first interaction was I walked down in the kitchen and like you had like a whole polo outfit and you're like- No,
0: not just polo, everything
2: polo. I mean, everything was polo. Yeah, like You know how some, polo, people have,
0: some people have like a, a shirt and a
2: pants. The
1: pants were like, But no- The this... shoes were polo. The hat, the was... hat was polo. <laughs> Believe it or not, my socks are polo. <laughs> look, my shirt, my pants, my socks, yeah, and my yeah. shoes are polo. Nah,
2: look, I believe it. I mean, that that was our first interaction. Was like, yo, you're not gonna even address that I'm fly right now. <laughs> like what? And then you outside parked, is a um. I think at the time you had the um the 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 Mercedes. So like that that was like my picture coming in. It was like this guy just. He's just fly as shit. Like, he wants you to know that.
1: Mm-hmm. And like, he wants
2: you to address that. On the anger side, I just thought you were the nicest person until one day, specifically. <laughs> what happened this, What happened on this day, doctor? So I don't know what transpired. I just know you were on a phone call. After the phone call, I think, I think we were both sitting down watching Netflix on, mm-hmm. in the living room. And then we hear you storm in. You're just saying something on the phone. And then you just, as you hang up the phone, you just like stump up the stairs, and you just like start punching the wall. And I'm talking about like, combos <laughs> on the wall. <laughs> he just, And then just storms upstairs. And I'm like, yo, I looked at Martin, like bro, did you just see what happened? And Martin's just like, oh, it's fine. It, 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 it happens. I'm like, no, that's not normal. That doesn't just happen. So that was like my first- And then
0: what did I say after that? I'm like, dude, that was, <laughs> that was nothing.
2: And I'm like, that gets worse? Like, what? I'm like, that's nothing. So that was like my first time seeing you, like,
1: pissed off. And I
2: was like, oh, shit. So this can go south, like, real, real fast.
1: Yeah, you should have seen our apartment. All the walls are...
2: <laughs> a hole in it.
0: Well, this 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 brings up the next conversation, because I'm sure people watching the first 30 minutes of this video say, oh, wow, Martin's dad, he's so cute, he's so nice. You know, he has this great story coming from... From Iran and working his way and getting that ice cream truck business. But then there's people also like, hey, what about the guy who keeps fighting people, who keeps fighting Mo, who keeps getting into these street fights? Where is that guy? We wanna know what that guy is. Where did that come from? How did you, what made you get into, get, become the personality to wanna to fight people? Because I know myself, I'm, you know, 33 now, and I'm at a place in my life where I've gotten maybe one real fight. And I was 12 years old. And after that, I said, uh, "It's not for no, me. I'm no. not the guy to, to to hurt people." I know I could. I knew I wasn't a fighter because when I went to go punch the guy, I couldn't punch my hardest because I didn't want to hurt him. I was afraid of like.
1: I was like that too. Mm-hmm. I am like this. I cannot hit anybody. I don't think we're the same. No,
0: Because <laughs> the last story no. you told me was taking mm-hmm. off your belt. Well, actually, here's the thing, though. Like, I've I've been very lucky with my situations. No one's ever attacked someone close you know like I've never been with like my girlfriend or my mom and someone tried to hurt them so I you know I never had to do something to protect them which I would probably do something like what my dad did but it sounds like my dad wasn't in danger and it sounded like he just kind of took the belt out for no reason i <laughs> unprovoked, unprovoked. Yeah. yeah I'm sure that could have been settled with a different way but no I was what,
1: going I like a dog Big bark, but no bites. I cannot hit anybody. Well, that's DJ just, Bo knows that's uh, not true. <laughs> me, man, it's I on didn't, camera. I didn't hit him. You know, <laughs> he's like that was. Yeah, no, otherwise I wouldn't be sitting here. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: no, I cannot hit anybody. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, uh, that's so funny. Man. Yeah. No, but okay, no, but we want to know. We want. I'm curious because it's like okay, like. Tell us one of your, like, because I remember I've seen you, I've seen you fight <clears throat> people. And it's, you know, for a kid, when you see your parents. What did
1: I fight?
0: Uh, you fought, <laughs> let's see, how many times? How I many mean, does shows. it count? Does it count if you got a weapon and you hit the c- truck? Does that count?
1: No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> did I hit anybody, actually?
0: I never saw the, no. the
1: hitting. Um uh, <laughs> uh, you know, when you I've, been board, in
0: the, I've, I've, I've watched you get out of the car and kick yeah. another car. Uh, yeah,
1: that I do. <laughs> I as, have as a young kid, ten years um, old watching your dad yeah, kick uh, another so car so many times, and I got <laughs> I've got busted for that so many times, and I paid lots of fines for that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's true, but uh, not too many people. But you know, but is what, this normal? My dad you know, doesn't do that. You work, uh, <laughs> you work in a lower class environment, mm-hmm. like good humor, mm-hmm. okay? With, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry to say that, lowest of lowest people, you mm-hmm. know? Uh, people that are uh, coming from different countries and majority are lower class of those countries, countries right. you know? Uh, this job doesn't require a, <laughs> a PhD or, you know, right, class right. or anything. So All you need is a driver license. And, and uh, you know, constantly you get in a conflict. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want to defend yourself, you cannot make yeah. a living. You know, yeah. you cannot. Uh, but then, well, I have a temper that I, you know, admit, uh, m- Constantly somebody cut you off, okay? You can ignore. Right. Even a calmest person can ignore it only so much, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, somebody comes to your area that they're not supposed to, mm. you can ignore it or tell them, you know, so many times. Finally, you're going to get <laughs> in the
2: fight, you know? going to get these hands. And names. these guys
1: are normally the thought, you know, they could handle me, but uh, they realized that uh, they couldn't. <laughs> so,
0: Can you, but like, but I'm trying to figure out the psychology because, like, again, you know, fighting is like, you know, most people when they fight, they're in a bar, they're drinking, you know, they're they're with their girlfriend, so they want to be tough in front of their girlfriend. It doesn't sound like that was a situation with you when you got in fights. It feels like these are something that you you something deep down that you when you when you, when you got into these situations. Maybe the guy was trying to come to your area and sell ice cream or doing something. No, you
1: remember we went. We had three special events. one very hot summer day. We went to Hoover, mm-hmm. and the maintenance man came and said you can't park here or you can't sell here. Yeah. And I tried to explain to him that uh, we're not here to sell ice cream. We are waiting in the shade to go. And as soon as I tried to explain, sir, no, 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 I don't want to hear that. I said, okay. And I said, leave or I'm going to call the police. I said, okay, go call the police and then <laughs> wash the bathrooms next. And he got pissed off and he came back with a baseball bat. So... When he came out of baseball bag, Bijan was there with the other ice cream truck, and you were with one ice cream truck, and uh, Bijan came out with the, you know, big pipe. And I yelled, and I said, like, get back in the car. I handled this. And I went to the guy. and said, just raise your baseball bat. See what I'm going to do to you. Mm-hmm. And, well, <laughs> I knew that he was scared to hit me because, you know, <laughs> he would be going to jail. So... I knew that he's not going to do that. If I had a chance, a 1% chance that I would get hit, I would never do that. And you said, Well, I'll take my chances. No, no, no. I said, I knew that he's not going to do anything because he wasn't the type of guy. Otherwise, he was a lot bigger than me. He was a black guy. You know, a lot younger than me, a lot stronger than me. He didn't need a baseball bat. Mm-hmm. When you come out with the baseball bat, mm-hmm. you realize that this guy is nothing. He's a skier. Mm. Otherwise, he wouldn't, he didn't need the baseball bat. I, I feel like the
0: average person, they don't see it like that. They see baseball bat, they're like, oh, I shouldn't mess with this guy. My dad says, oh, he has a baseball bat. He's a bitch.
1: (laughs) I said, raise that baseball bat and I'm going to show you what I'm going to do with that to you. Meanwhile, my Stop. brother is in another
0: truck. I'm in another ice cream truck. So we got both of us are there in an ice cream truck.
2: <laughs> this is this is my this is how
0: I grew up, Bo. I mean, this I can is... see why
2: you're a comedian, bro. This is And do you see how like sometimes
0: Bo gets upset with me? He says I'm too intense at my shows. I'm very like strict and I try to I'm very like he's like, Bro, you gotta calm down. I said, I can't calm down. You don't know who my father is. <laughs> this is nothing compared to my dad. Do you wanna see bring a baseball bat. I'll show you. <laughs> oh my God. But it's important, so I at least Bog understands where I come from and why I am. Because you
2: know, because you see me, when, when, yeah, yeah. I mean, now li- living, living with both of you, especially living with you, I can see why he acts the way he acts. It, like it paints the, the full picture.
0: Yeah, because in the it's, I feel bad. That's why I feel very guilty. There's a lot of reason why I'm doing this. Because when my dad sees me, mm-hmm. I wake up in the morning. I'm not. I'm zero percent. <laughs> I'm like. I have to do so many, I have to drink coffee, I have to do push-up, I have to exercise, I have to, just yeah. to be a little bit, because I don't even think you've seen me act like this before. Like the way I am now, it's, what is it? It's in nighttime, we have lights, but micro, this is how I am usually when I'm working or mm-hmm. if I'm out, I can, I can talk, I right. can, you know. But if you see me in the morning, I am a different person. And a my dad person. Yeah. loves to talk in the morning. <laughs> He loves to just—he's at full energy. In the he place. loves to ask me questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He wants to take pictures. He wants to have a just a what's going on? How is my son? Everything is good in the morning. I say, Dad, not right now. All right, it, just too early for that. Too early for that <laughs> <laughs> at my desk. Fine, I'll go somewhere okay. where I'm appreciated. <laughs> I'm going to Iran for six months. You'll never hear from me again. <laughs> and that's that's how that's literally how every morning goes for the past 8 months every morning he gets upset because i don't talk, say hi and it's just, it's tough i feel bad but i'm really bad in the morning i have to go in my car and drive to whole foods and drink coffee and just listen to music and then try to start my day it's tough huh? but this is bo now you know right what's going on why do i act the way i
1: act it's no crazy. excuse. There's no excuse. <laughs> what, do you
0: mean? See, what do you mean there's no excuse? No excuse. You're, 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 no excuse Look, for
1: you. You took your belt <clears throat> off last year in Iran.
0: Turn and ha- <laughs> fight someone 20 years younger. Listen,
1: uh, <laughs> what <laughs> I do it doesn't mean is what you do. Okay, the I don't do that. I do something that, much exactly. less. likely. It's much better, the mistakes actually. mistakes that I make, you're not supposed to make. Okay, you make your own mistakes, okay? <laughs> not the mistake. Yeah. If you um, see what I do and it's wrong, you're not supposed to do that. That's the best lesson you can get from anybody. Yeah. Okay?
0: Well, I can promise you I will, if I see someone with a baseball bat, I will not try to fight
1: them. Yeah, you run away the other. <laughs> I'm serious, yes. Yeah. You stay away from that person because, you know, Anybody crazy enough to pick up the baseball bat, there's a chance that it may hit you. So, mm-hmm. you know, anyways. <laughs> so <laughs> but not my dad. You my dad's give. like, there's yeah. one
0: person <laughs> chance he hits me. I take that chance.
1: <laughs> no, there was not not even one person chance. <laughs> Believe me. That's a good
0: story, though. Uh, But that's just one story. There's other stories. There's so. I'm not
1: that brave that you think. No, it's not about
0: being brave. It's it's not. You've already did it. You're (laughs) you're past that age. If I interviewed you 25 years ago. This conversation would be going very differently about all the things you do. <laughs> now you're 60, you're calm, you're like, oh, I'm cute, I don't do these things anymore. But then when you get on your bad side, it's still you can still see. Yeah, Watch sure. Watch the boxing video. <laughs> <laughs> he was going after Bo. <laughs> Just a little bit though. It was no. I agree with my dad. Uh, it was very no, like no. it wasn't no. the full, the full force. <laughs> yeah you like do you have any other like what is like a memorable cuz i want cuz i know people who watch my comedy they want to know more cuz i think a lot of times people they don't believe me about my stories about you they like they're like mm, that's not that can't be that can't be true like weapons inside the truck like a baseball bat uh fighting fist fighting and all these things
1: and I'm like yeah, no. These- no nobody believes that. You know, the uh, majority of people think their ice cream business is a happy business. You bring a smile on everybody's face <laughs> but they don't realize that uh, some people are just mean and you know for no reason they come don't stay in front of my house. You know, you say yes sir or yes ma'am, no problem. But if the second person, third person, fourth person, they come and keep telling you in the public street. Mm. Well, he gets to you, I so, said, this is a public street. I have a right to stay anywhere I want. Yeah. And this guy was coming to me, I don't want you to sell ice cream in front of my house. I said, so, OK, then get in your house and stay in your house. Mm. And, you know, pull the shades. And, no, you can't stay here. I said, look, I'm in a good mood today. I don't tell you anything. But one more word out of you, and I come out, and you're going to be sorry. Either go call the police or go to your house. I suggest you do that. (laughs) And, you know, he was telling Mo, and his wife was banging Mo's truck because he was standing in front of their house. But he came to me and said, no, this is not Mo. This is somebody else. And... Believe me, he went to his house, never came out. <laughs> never. Wow. I waited, police didn't come, you know. I said, you know, you can't, uh, so much of it you can tolerate, mm-hmm. okay? Lots of people come and say, don't, please don't, you know, stop front of my house. Yeah. My no. grasses are going to get... No, uh, I, I, no, I understand. I and a, I would say, I get yes, it. no problem. But, you know, someone said, like, I don't want you to stay front of my house. Well, it's insulting you, you know, yeah. especially in public street. So these conflicts are everywhere, everywhere mm-hmm. you go.
0: I get it in the comedy know? business. But you know what, though? Like, uh, I'll be honest, a lot of the comedians, they're scared of me. <laughs> no, really. They're scared of me. They don't like to ask me for anything because they they see, I look at, I give them one look, and then they say, okay, you, <laughs> sorry, Martin, I'm so sorry. I think it's because they know that, you know, I'm the son of Fred. <laughs> and if you mess with me, I will say, get back in the house or call the police. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I got that from you. But, like, my intensity is different from your intensity. Your intensity, like, mess with me, I'm going to fight you. And then my intensity is, like, don't ask me for anything or, like, I just stop I just stop dealing with people. There is
1: another thing that usually happens. Uh, difference between people have nothing to lose and people have something to lose, mm-hmm. okay? Like yourself, if you get in a fight, you got a lot to lose. Mm-hmm. If I get in a fight, I have a lot to lose. But those days, I wouldn't think about it. When I was younger, I wouldn't think about it. I have anything to lose. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I would get in a fight easily, but mm-hmm. uh, not anymore, you know. It's, uh, well, you also, not,
0: you're, you're in your 60s now, you know, so I don't think you should be fighting.
1: <laughs> Look... My brother is seventy-five years old, seventy-six years old, and they just revoked his driver license because he drives like crazy. And uh, said, "Oh, I got, they got uh, they revoked my driver license." I said, "I want to ask you something. Don't you want to get old?" Yeah. You know, he's seventy-five years old, and he drives worse than any teenager that I know, and he gets to the fight more than any teenager that they. He he come out seven guys, torchish guys, the construction workers, big guys. Uh cut him off and he came out and told them all to come out and to hit you all.
2: <laughs> this
1: oh is my, my 76 years old brother. This, you know, the Aminis are crazy. Uh, we don't we don't get old, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't
0: think so. I feel like I'm getting younger to be honest. I feel better.
1: No. This is a good year uh, for me. You know. Uh <laughs> my arm wrestle with this guy uh, was bragging about going to gym and has showing off his muscles. He said, "You can say anything you want if you beat up on my, you know, arm wrestling. If you beat my arm, you say anything you want." It didn't last three seconds. (laughs) (laughs) And they couldn't believe it. I was only 25 years old, you know. (laughs) Dad, do you
0: have any advice for the new young people growing up, getting, you know, in their 20s and getting ready to start their career?
1: Enjoy your life. Life is short. And before you open your eyes, you're 65, 66 years old your shoulder hurts, your knees hurts, your back hurts, uh, and you probably lose your hair, and you don't have the looks, you know. Uh, and all the money in the world is not gonna help you. I mean, mm-hmm. the pain that you get up in the morning with, mm-hmm. uh, none of it matters. And the time that you don't enjoy is the time that you lose, and you can't get it back. That's why I say, you get up in the morning, if you're not in a good mood, you got to change it. You got to find a way to be in a good mood all the time. Enjoy your life. You see, I try to enjoy my life. I yeah. still, you know, go out, I still dance all night long. <laughs> One night I danced 7 o'clock, and the 4 o'clock in the morning... I was dancing, and everybody was looking at me, so how can he dance so much? But uh, I like to travel. I like to drive a convertible. I like to, you know, wear nice clothes. Mm -hmm. I like to uh, date, not date, go out with younger girls. You know, not as a date, as I said, you know. Uh, I enjoy everybody's company, and Everywhere in the world I go, I go among people, talk with them, see how they live. That's how I know uh, other people how they live, mm-hmm. and try to learn. Okay, so the best thing, whatever you do, enjoy it. Yeah. If you don't enjoy it, don't do it.
0: That's a good. That's a
1: good, very good advice. Yeah.
0: Do you have any advice for DJ Bo and his love life? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, he is all set. He's got a wonderful girl and uh, beautiful and everything. All he needs to do is learn how to fix a flat that I showed him the other day. He was passing me and said, you know how to fix a flat? He said, no. I said, it's not. look and learn. So I teach him how to, you know, fix a flat. Oh, that's very nice. It takes 30 cents. And save lots of times. Mm-hmm. So save money and time. <laughs> yeah. It was very helpful. Thank you.
2: <laughs> yeah, and, and Irina says, safe travels. Thank you. That's very nice.
0: Yeah, this was, this was fun. I'm so glad you got to come and see the new office, see what I'm doing, because, yeah, I feel, I really do feel guilty for, like, you know, how I act in the mornings when I wake up. But it's just, uh, yeah, like, I, I, the past eight years I've been doing comedy, all my work I do in nighttime. So my brain turns on like around 6, 7 p.m. But you're usually sleeping at 10 p.m. So we miss each other. We don't see each other.
1: Well, recently I just slept 10 p.m. I used to stay up until 1 or 2. But
0: you watch a TV. lot of... Yeah, you watch a lot. When you're yeah. watching TV, you're in a yeah. different place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're in another world. You're like inside the TV show, mm-hmm. fighting uh, crime. Yep. You're like That's NCIS. True. It's like Fred Amini, Gary Sinise, and he's just <laughs> fighting the people. Yeah. But it's fun. I mean, do you, do you think... uh You've been to one of my comedy shows, right? You've been oh, you've lots, been, of lots, of them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You've seen. You were in the backyard show. You mm-hmm. saw the backyard. Yeah. what did you think about our backyard show? That was good. It was nice. I
1: enjoyed it. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm working on a new comedy special. Maybe I'll send it to you when you're in Iran. You can check it out. So you could check it out. The new, the new yeah. jokes. Okay. I, I wrote a lot of new jokes about mom.
1: All right. So sounds no, good. No more, <laughs> yeah. It's more Bolivian. No more, no more dad's joke.
0: No. Well, what happened was Thursday we did a show in Arlington. And a lot of Bolivians came to see me, oh, mostly Latin women. And I was telling boss, I said, man, this is like, if, if Latin women keep coming, I'll keep writing Latin <laughs> jokes. If they're going to buy tickets, I'll just do Latin jokes. Because right now, the Persians aren't coming. So I was like, OK, well, let's focus on what's working.
1: You know and tell them uh, about your mom when we bought the jet ski? Mm-hmm. And she called it the ski jet. That's a good joke. <laughs> it's not a joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> she was keep saying ski and we all yelled at them, and finally, okay, <laughs> I
0: mean, that's like that's a true story, but like <clears throat> the fact that the fact that you, my name is actually not Martin, it's Bobak. My full name is Bobak Martin Amini. To this day, my mom calls me Bobak. So it's like when your mom <laughs> can't pronounce your name, she says Bobak. It's no, it's Bobak. It's like, no, Bobak, Bobak. I'm like, Bobak, Bobak.
1: Look, you're lucky. She names uh, your brother's name Bijan and always call it Bijan. I said, you should have chosen a name that you could pronounce at least, you know? (laughs) All right.
0: I think we're going to wrap this up, man. Well, this was fun. This was a good memory. We'll put this on YouTube. And, you know, I just wanted to share the real Fred Amini with the crowd because we did this before on the podcast, but this is the first time we actually did it on camera. So people have to see you. To get the full experience, the full Farouz Fred Amini experience. I'm sure people now you can send this video to people in you know from Potomac and all the places. So it's exciting. I'm so glad uh, you got to do this. Thank you for uh, coming to the office. Thanks, son. I'll show you upstairs. We're gonna go watch.
1: No movie. matter what, I still love you. No, oh, I appreciate it. I don't know it. What why. That? Don't know what oh that, my God, you know,
0: this is great. No matter what. No what matter does that what mean? Matter what? No matter what. I mean, I thought I thought
1: I don't know why, but unconditional you know, love. Right? I think I, since you are my son i have to love you but i think i was doing i thought i was doing a good job (laughs) you're doing a good job yeah there you go i'm proud of you thank you oh look at that that's a great way to end this episode
0: thank you guys for listening please subscribe please like the video and then we'll be dropping more new videos every week check out my stand-up comedy special son of an ice cream man stories about the legend himself (laughs) farouz fred amini
2: thank you guys have a good night take care
1: bye